Hops and Stocks podcast is presented by 100 Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. It's way bigger, cast with bigger buzzes right now that's more relevant. Yeah, I mean, but they, I mean it's if, if, Super they Bowl, old, if they do their old music, we'll all be happy. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not well, going to... Well, you're not going to get what we want to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to say beat up. Who would you rather see up there from L.A.? Because it's, I mean, it's from there's L.A. No, no one in particular, but I'm just saying, like, they have Glasses they have Malone? Who? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to see Glasses Malone? Nah, he, he wants that one dude. Uh, what's that guy? He wants Tyler, the creator. That's what beat up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Put Tiger out there, man. He was like, man. Can, <laughs> right, he was like, man, can y'all just play – yeah, like, can y'all just play Pyru Love? <laughs> hey, I, I rock with the Tiger video. I rock with the I'm spoke affiliated from the city of gyms. Welcome back to the Hops and Stocks podcast, brought to you by 100 Spoke Media Group. This is episode 27. Right, right. Yeah, 27. What's good, fellas? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Still celebrating Black History Month. Still riding on a Bengals high. I see, you know what I'm saying, both Blast and Doug representing. I got my natty hat on. Got your natty hat on. Representing the I'm Hops and Stocks in it. I mean... Shit, how everybody been doing? Hey, don't man, complain. I can't complain. Um, warm, 40-degree weather today, so, you know. Yeah, it got up to, I think, 55 here, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? I was able to put the plants out. Been having God, to bring up joints. I couldn't get my car out, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, that ice. Y'all got that? Y'all still got, got a bunch that. of ice and snow? Well, I had I got one of them out, and then I just didn't dry the other one. So, you know, it. The ice was first, and then it snowed. Yeah, yeah. So I hadn't driven it, so I'm like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta get up out of here. I gotta start it up, man." I just kept putting it in drive and reverse, driving around, just kept rocking, <laughs> kept rocking. <laughs> yeah. got yep. that. <laughs> I had to help uh, somebody out at the spot next door to my job. Some some cat pulled in there with a real rear wheel sports BMW. He was all stuck up on the snowbank. We were just kind of rocking this shit until, you know, it finally came loose. Man, I remember uh, when you had them real, real rear wheel drive cars, you got to weight the trunk down. So when I used to have my Cutlass and my Cadillac, you know, I had the speakers in there. But also I put like them 50 pound sandbags in there Bam. and yeah, that keep that mug so it wouldn't be get squirrely on you. And the, the steps at uh, work, they were so icy. Like they had just iced into a ramp. Like, like you couldn't even walk down on them. <laughs> That's this dog. I was about to say, man, did they have something blocking it off so nobody attempted? Well, I mean, when we went out to help that dude, it was kind of like, oh, dude, how do you how do you maneuver down this thing? Hold on, Blast. Did you slide down the steps, man? Nah, yeah, you, nah, you, the man? cat, the cat, the cat who went before me made a little pass. So I'm like, nah, I'm, I don't try to maneuver down nothing with my current <laughs> leg. I'm like, is this the story before the story of you going down? <laughs> no, no yeah. Thankfully, I haven't gone down at, at any point in this ice, man. Yeah, that's wild, man. I'm like, at, at our age, man, you can't you can't really afford to be going down too much, mm -hmm. man. That's the, the, key is, the key is to get a wide base. You get a wide base. 
<laughs> if you're too narrow, you're going down. You got, yeah, you got I, 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 I was dress shoes on that ramp too. I like, nah, somebody oh, has to no, clear me no, a little foot, man. foot path. Yeah, slip and slides is just that slip and slide, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> you would have been done. Yeah, you better off with the Kente style barefoot, man. I, I probably would have been better off barefoot. Somebody should have told that guy with that BMW that he has the wrong car for the winner. Yeah, it's right. Dallas. It's Dallas, but it's the wrong. That's the wrong vehicle. His rolling skills weren't the best either, man. I can do it. Well, yeah, like I said, man, we continuing with the with Black History Month, and I know the fellas other than myself because unfortunately, I can't get any distribution here in Nashville. Um, so I know Blast Doug and Beat Up still have uh, some Black-owned brewery offers, offerings. Um, I'm going to go off the beaten path and just review a plain Jane Stout. But <laughs> like we always do about this time, man, let's kick it over to man. my guy, Mr. What's <laughs> in this can, man. Beat Up. <laughs> I understand you're already a little heated, man. Yeah, man, we, we, we've been pre-potting, man. So make sure you get the, the listeners the backstory of why you're making these faces already and you haven't even sampled the brew. Yeah, so yeah, let's talk about it, man. And let me uh, walk you down this, this story. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I ordered my beer online so I could just go in there, pick it up and be out because I had like three other stops. So I ordered two particular offerings from this black owned um, brewery oh, so when man. i get in there yeah i know oh man but that's, that's no indication on what this beer tastes like <laughs> it was a it was a other who served me <laughs> so, <laughs> so i just don't know if you can be impartial based on already going in with a rough experience <laughs> so when, when i came in there he was just like uh i said um yeah i'm here to pick up for uh williams He's like, I ain't got no Williams. I got a Billy. It's my first name. <laughs> he, named, he named two, two offerings. And I was just like, yeah. So when I got in the car, you know, I wasn't paying no attention. I, I went to my other stop, came home, and I screenshot my, my order. So I knew what it was. So I look at my bag, and I look at my, my oh, he got me. But <laughs> what I paid for was less than what he gave me. It was a, a two-pack. What he gave me was a four-pack. So... I'm reviewing this one right here. It's mixtape joint. It's a uh, 8% ABV, 40 IBU, if you can see that. But y'all yeah. who listen to the audio, this is a, um, a mixtape, so it's a cassette tape on the front. It's in collaboration with Noctera Brewing Company. Uh, just a little background on uh, Elmatic. Their, their concept is craft brewery and music. So if you go in, if you go into the establishment, they have all types of old school '90s hip hop on the on, on the bar and on the walls. A few TVs. Um, you can actually see where they brew it in the back. So it's a it's a nice um it's a nice little setup. Home home style. It's probably like a Cheers type of bar. Probably everybody knows everybody. Um, what I found out is they're the only um, black owned brewery in the Dayton area. And like one of a few minority-owned businesses, so we appreciate that diversity. Um, if you're watching this on um, YouTube, see the color. Now, anything this this tangerine color, you already know. <laughs> Usually fire. 
Yeah, and you you got the you got the glass for it too, the Elmatic glassware. Yeah, got their about their their glassware. Um, so let's see. Yeah, you repping. Yeah, I'm gonna say the color look fire. It is fire. <laughs> it's a New England style IPA, so yeah. This this the one right here. I, I thoroughly enjoy this can. Um oh, good, man. I'm glad you're happy, man. So the notes are passion fruit, tangerine, and fruit punch. The fruit punch is what threw me off. Yeah, I was about to say you was concerned about the notes. Yeah, I, I, beer and fruit punch, I, I don't know, but this is this is a good mix right here. Yeah. I'm gonna go and get this uh four and three quarters. Yeah. Okay. What's the ABV on it? Eight percent. Eight percent. Oh yeah, it's, so it check all the boxes. All the boxes, color, taste, notes. Yeah, this is the one right here. So once again, this is uh, we made you first taste volume three, um, Elmatic at a Hebrew Heights, Ohio. Eight percent alcohol, forty IBU, New England style IPA, four and three quarters. Four and three quarters. Yeah, that's yeah, that's impressive. It's a good way to kick off the pot. What do you yeah, give man. the service? What you got <laughs> the service, I'm going to have to write them a little. little <laughs> <laughs> got to hit them with the Yelp review? <laughs> oh, no. Nah, they good people, man. They just might not. Nah. <laughs> it happens, man. What you got, Doug? Uh, go ahead, uh, Blast. Go ahead and kick it off because you're going to get right. the background on our. Uh, on our yeah, me, me and Doug are going to be sampling from uh, 18th Street Brewing out of. Um, Indiana. They got a couple locations. Um, they got their start in Gary, Indiana, um, and then they expanded to Hammond, Indiana, and um, they have a tap room in Indianapolis and maybe a couple couple more locations. Um, their owner is a gentleman named Dust. I'm sorry, not Dustin. Drew Fox. I'm thinking Ohio State. Drew Fox is the owner. Um, he kind of reminds me of of our story. Uh, it sounded like, based on an article I read, that he. You know, it was just kind of a normal guy drinking Miller and, you know, Bud and that kind of stuff until he took a trip overseas. I think they said to Belgium. And so he got hip to some different uh, brews over there, kind of, you know, opened his eyes. And when he came back, um, you know, I guess, you know, that experience kind of stuck with him. So he uh, started working for another brewery, you know, I guess kind of getting his feet in the door. And from that point on, it just kind of seemed like, beer was his thing so he eventually um created an outfit out of his garage and from there you know grew into what it is today um, which is the second largest brewery in northwest indiana um i mean like we said we're highlighting black owned breweries so mr fox of course is black um and yeah i mean that that's his story man he's got a huge thirty-two thousand square feet warehouse in Hammond, Indiana that uh, does distribution, food, all that good stuff, man. So it sounds like they've got a pretty big operation going. Um, I know I sampled some of their stuff uh, this past summer. Um, and tonight I got another one from them. Uh, this is the Uncrushable West Coast India Pale Ale. Um, can work here. It's got a turtle on it with some funny lines or whatever. Um, the notes, it's got some odd notes, man. I don't even recognize some of this stuff. It says Cascade. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's 
like the soap. Right. <laughs> wow. It's Cascade, Chinook, and Centennial Hops. I'm, I'm guessing Cascade. Yeah, those are the hops. Yeah. So um, we're going to check it out, man. It's got a real nice uh, golden color. 8.8 um, .8 on the ABV. And there was no IBU information on it. So it's got a real good citrus note on it. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It is... Uh, a little bit on the bitter side. So I don't know if, you know, maybe that combination of the three hops is, you know, putting a little bit of bitterness in it, but you, you still get the citrus too to balance it out. I'm going to get this. Let's go with a four even. Four even. Yeah, pretty tasty. Uh, cheers to Drew Fox and 18th Street Brewing. I'm going to pass it over to Doug. He's got another... Uh, offering from this brewery as well yes i do yes i do <laughs> this is called crushed crushed marshmallow marshmallow can you see it yeah, yeah i see it all their cans i was i was at our our second honey hole where my second honey hole jungle gems and uh i was able to find maybe six six different offerings from 18th street brewing so they're uh they're out there doing their thing I know our honey hole only had one. one yeah, one offering. Yeah. So this is what it looks like. Oh, yeah. That looks good. Yeah. I've already been sipping on it, man. I was actually sipping that Jungle Gems. That's why I was asleep before the pod. <laughs> <laughs> what style is that? This is a, um, let me see. This is an Imperial Berliner. Oh, okay. Now, uh, it's your joint in it. Yeah. That's I ain't never heard of Imperial Berliner. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, raspberry, sea salt, and coconibs. So the, the sea salt, it's funny when you they put like that type of note in, but you can actually, you're actually getting that little, the little, the little salt. Uh, salt yeah, you're getting a little salt. So like what I said, I've been think, sipping man? on it. It's not bad. Um, I mean, it doesn't wow me. Not really a marshmallow guy. I'm not really getting that note, but um Overall, I'll probably give it like a three, three point seven five. What's the age on it? Yeah, it has a little bitter, a little bitter taste that I'm not really feeling as I'm sipping on it. I like the sweet. You get, you get the raspberry, but you know, raspberry is kind of tart. So uh, uh it's six point seven or six point six point seven. Usually Imperial should be higher than that. Or you would think that Imperial would be higher than that. Wonder it's got that. It's got that pink skin color, man. <laughs> what? It's got that pink skin color. <laughs> lighting. My lighting probably doesn't do it justice. Yeah. You know, I had to buy a four-pack. Kind of disappointed. So that, that'll let you know. When you guys come over, I'll have one ready for you. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Like, now, now I know when I slide through, like, you got them on deck. I'm like, yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Cats be quick to give you the bunk, man. I'm saying you may enjoy it, though. Everybody's different. You may enjoy it. That's, that's 18th Street Brewing out of Indiana. You know, shouts out to them. That's our, uh, our second spotlight black-owned brewery of the night. Um, you know, hopefully uh, next week we'll have a couple more for y'all. Yeah. Now we're going right. to eat with his uh alternative you know. beer, man. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh eat with his, his man own brew. His segregated you know I mean? beer. <laughs> 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 Jim Crow beer, man. man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Any quality brew. 
Hey, so all right, truth be told, like I've searched high and low, man, and I uh it's just I can't find and I've reached out to some groups that I'm in. It doesn't appear that any black owned breweries distribute here in Nashville. So I am pleading with black owned breweries to distribute here in Nashville. There's a following, there's people who will love to support you, uh, such as myself as well as others. Um, but since I don't sounds have a black like, owned sounds like you need to talk to Nashville. It seems like they're <laughs> discriminating. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if you send me the samples, I'll get them in the hands of the people that need to do the beer ordering. So once again, get baby Nash on it. Get baby Nash. Man. I was gonna say, did, did you say talk to Nashville or baby Nash? <laughs> you can be involved. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> you can DM me at a, you can DM me at a Hobson Stocks, man. Send me a, a, a gift package, and I'll, I'll get your booze you? here. Well, what you can do for me is, <laughs> since I don't have a, a black-owned brewery beer, I'm going to review a black beer. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, a, I, you know, I'm gonna figure out a way to tie it in. I'm gonna figure out a way to tie it in. So we got um, Revolution Brewing. They're out of Chicago, Illinois, oh, yeah. and it's called Cafe Death, and it is a imperial stout with coffee, and it's from their limited edition Deepwood series. This joint is checking in at 14.8 ABV. Ooh, high yeah, power. so. Yeah, if I start taking a nap mid-pod, y'all know what's happening. Um, I've been sipping this throughout the pod, and I like it, man. Um, I'm not getting – I was expecting actually more more depth of coffee notes. I'm not really getting that, but I am getting, like, a lot of chocolate, um, a little bit of syrup kind of taste to it. Uh, I'm digging it, though. Like, I'm probably going to get this four and a quarter. Uh, I would definitely revisit it again. Um, I think Blash reviewed another one of their offerings on a previous pod. Yeah, great um, jacket, I think was it. Yeah, and I, I do believe these joints was kind of pricey. I want to say how much was it, Blash? Like it was double digits for the one can, wasn't it? Oh, I, I, I can't. Re I can't remember. I was just in there last night and I saw some on the on the shelf. Uh, it, it looked like you know they was up there seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. So once again, this is Cafe Death from Revolution Brewing out of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I dig it, four and a quarter. If you can't get black owned brew, drink black <laughs> brew. Drink black brew. <laughs> God, this this one was a uh, fourteen fifty for the uh, for the four pack. Four pack okay. for the four pack. Yeah. Um, so man, this it's 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 been a minute since it's just been us on a pod, man. Like this this is kind of weird. <laughs> I've been, we've been... I brought my first uh, crowler today. Oh, did you? Word? Yeah. I could not review that because this is too much brew. Too <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just can't do it. So I'm gonna save thirty-two it ounces. It. Yeah, so I'm gonna save it for the for the Super Bowl. Did, did you cop something from uh, Elmatic in that too? What in your, in your Crowler? Yeah, that both of them was from uh, Elmatic. Okay, I got you. One was a Crowler and um, and one was the mixtape. It looked like a big old Foster's man. That's what it looked like. Yeah, they do. <laughs> the the only the only bad part about it is once you crack it, like you gotta commit to drinking the whole thing. Yeah. Um, whereas a growler, know. huh? What which one is the bigger one, the crowler or the growler? growler. The growler is the is the jug one. Okay. It's the bigger one. Yeah. yeah I, I got a jug one, but I think it's small. I think it's like crowler size. Or, oh, where? Uh, and then you know it's got a nice top, so I I can I can get into it for a couple of days without it you know losing. Getting flat. 
Yeah. Okay. So for those who don't know, and I, I personally don't know, crowlers can come in a can or they can come in a jug and growlers only come in jugs? I've actually, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I've only had a crowler in a can. Okay. Like every crowler I've had has always been in a can. And every growler that I've had has been in a jug. Okay. Hey, maybe I maybe I have my size off and maybe I actually do own a growler, but I mean it doesn't seem like you know the the large size or whatever. It's it's I think it's a growler sixty-four, and so it's not a crazy amount. Um yeah. but yeah, once again, I, I I'm not saying that that's the only way that it's served, but I've only had growlers and cans and growlers in the in the screw top jugs. I think out of my crowler, I only got like three three glasses. That don't seem like it'd be 64. Okay, this is a uh, 25 ounces for the crowler. Yeah, okay. Okay. I honestly I thought there was only 32. Like I, I thought it was like you had to hit 32, maybe. Big boy can just I just didn't want to be, you know, smacked. First of all, I didn't want to try to take it down if it was bad. <laughs> what's the uh what's the style? Good question. I get back to you. <laughs> if it's an IPA, it's an IPA. I'm about to say if it's an IPA, you're fine. If it's a, a stout, like yeah, that mug's gonna be, especially one that's high ABV. Well, I can't give you the notes away because I'm gonna review it next week. Oh, okay. Did you uh, save saving that one for the big game? Well, you dang. either either I'm cracking for the for the Super Bowl or well, I'm gonna crack it for the uh, next pod. I don't know. We got a two-hour delay for work. Hey, man, people are treating this like it's New Year's Eve. I mean, I understand <laughs> that things are going to the Super Bowl. I, and that's cool. We ain't been there since – well, the t I'm not a really a, a we. Fan, fan of the Bengals, so I can't say we. But I'm rooting for the Bengals to win. But it just they, they're shutting the city down, man. Yeah. Consciousness, man. We. We came out. Everybody's a Bengals. <laughs> no, I think every – like I said, they – on our last pod, I mean, everybody supports the Bengals, but kind of, other than you, it's kind of orange. That's why it's kind of orange. It looks but like you didn't, skin. But you didn't even what, like that beer. What y'all think is going to happen in this game, man? Hey, before uh, we go into the game, this guy hit a lick. He posted up on the corner of um, Woodman and um, Linden. Uh, a rack full of Bengals paraphernalia. I'm talking about he had like two racks. Yeah. He was gone like that. He didn't stop traffic, man. I rolled past the day. It wasn't nothing but hooks in, a, in an empty in, empty rack. He that, had about, that, at least about 200 shirts. <laughs> that Hootay beer that they selling down here is, is gone, man. They, they said there was a line eight blocks long to get Hootay beer. Brother, did just, that text message I sent y'all where my dude has one from the original, I believe it was 81. Like, he has an original six-pack that he said if the Bengals win, that he's going to drink one. I'm like, bro, I don't think you want to do that. Like, that beer is 40 years old. And I, I think those. I think the original cans are selling online. For, like I, I believe. I believe I heard four hundred. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a uh, he's a paraphernalia guy of all things Cincinnati. So he has like when you go in his house in his basement, I mean you'll see all red stuff, all bingo stuff. And when he posted that six pack, um, and like I said, we've been used to seeing who they. W H O is H U on the can of beer. Not I yeah, actually didn't I, know. I, I think it's because of the company that that makes it. It's, it's, it's H U D Y company. It's, okay. it's, it's not Hudipole. It's just Hootie. H U D Y is the company that makes it. 
Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, everybody's giving them a chance. Like, Joe Burr, like... You have to. Huh? You have I, to. I, I, I haven't heard, like, any hate. Like, uh, you know, I watch talk sports literally all day from uh, Skip and Shannon to Cowherd to uh, Speak for Yourself. Um, everybody's in love with Joe Burrow, man. It's like, you know what I'm saying? He's that deal. Um, but there is a lot of talk about the offensive line. Like, how are they going to hold up against Aaron Donald, um, Von Miller? Uh, then on the back end, you got Jalen Ramsey. But I just think that, I mean, Tennessee has a, a really stout defensive line. And Joe Burrow got got beat up that game, and they still came out on top. Um, now, once again, Tennessee's offense isn't the Rams' offense, but he's shown that he can take a beating and still come out on top. I think if they can weather the storm early on, make some adjustments, I don't think they're going to be able to – you ain't going to be able to sit Joe back there and throw it deep. I think if you, the short pass is going to be an extension of the run game, short passes, uh, get Chase involved, still run uh, mixing. No matter if they stopping it, still running, make them make them honest. Yeah, you gotta keep it honest. Them down the field. They, they'll be yeah. all right. They'll be all right. It's gonna be this man. He gonna hit them three, them three drops, uh, three step drops, man. Like two seconds and gone. Out. Yeah, yeah two out, seconds man. and gone. Like throw to a space and not where the receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I think they they can score on anybody, man, and they can score quick. They high powered. They've proven that. Um, and then, like I said, man, they. They've been in many, many games where they've been down by two, three scores. So yeah. they don't get rattled. You know what I mean? So I don't think that if the Rams jump on them like 14-0 or something like that, like that's going, you know what I'm saying, rattle them. Like I think they they play better when they when they down or it appears that they do. I think I think people forget, you know, a large part of our success is Burrow, but our defense. Our defense makes key plays that keeps us in the game, you know, keeps Joe getting the ball. If Joe can't get the ball, Joe can't do anything. So, you know, but that that win against KC, our second half defense stepped up. You know, without yeah. without them making those plays, you know, he was doing some crazy little scrambles. But you know, when Hubbard came through and got that sack, you know, so I think our defense, if, if they play stout and they make the key plays when they're supposed to make the plays, get the interception when you're supposed to get the interception, don't be dropping no interceptions. We should be all right. I'm glad you went that direction because that that that's what I feel like nobody's talking about. Like everybody thinks about the Bengals offense versus the Rams. D. I haven't heard much from the media, you know, about the Rams offense versus the Bengals. D. Right. Um, what what I not Doug, you touched on it, but what do y'all think about about that matchup? Rams offense versus Bengals defense. I mean, Cup, well, uh, Cup is serious, man. Cup and and Beckham, they're going to be some serious matchups for Apple. Um. You know, but we got serious matchups too. But, you know, it's going to be some – they're going to get some completions and they're going to get the ball down the field. We have to get – we have to get some sort of heat on the quarterback. You know what I mean? We have to get some – we got to touch the quarterback. If we're not touching the quarterback, then he's going to sit back there and have all day to to pass. That's a recipe for a a loss. So, you know, some sort of way we got to get some blitz packages going and, and, and get to the quarterback. Especially in third downs, you know what I mean. Third downs, we gotta get off the field. So who do you? Who would you say? Would you say KC or the Rams have the better offense? KC, because that's how I'm looking at it. I think KC has yeah. the better offense, and they shut them down in the second half. 
True. I mean, like, there's they, I mean, Rams I mean, don't have a Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, Cup is nice, but you don't like Higby. Higby's hurt. You know what I mean? He, yeah, may, not effect, he may not be as effective as, as he usually is. Um, you know, Cup, Cup gets open. We got to get to yeah, him. We, I mean, when he's, he's open downfield, you know, like you said, on the other matchup, we got to get quick passes. We got to get the ball to some quick slants to Boyd. I think Boyd's going to have a, a big game. You know, Boyd's not our deep guy. Boyd is going to have to have a, a real decent, yeah. you know, second, we're talking about second and long, get it to Boyd. And, the, and the, the other receiver, too. I can't remember his name at the moment. Higgins? Yeah, yeah. Higgins. Let Piron get in there, man. Piron had that crucial <laughs> touchdown right before the half. Let Piron get some run, man. He did. You know, change it up. I think Uzama being hurt kind of like – He says he's going to play. Yeah, he said he's not missing this game. I mean, I don't know how effective he'll be, but he you says he's going to so play. If he's functional. As long as he get out there, he get out there man, because they, they got yeah. a guard. I, he shouldn't be out there if he's going to be a liability. I don't think he'd be a liability. I think the coaches will see what he can do. And see yeah, and I mean, Drew Sample did all right last week too. Or yeah, Sample. Two weeks Sample. after. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Sample, there's a couple balls that – Burrow should have got the sample, but he was trying to go. He was trying to get the home run to Chase, or was that Higgins? One of them. But you know, sample came open. He, he just didn't get it to him. So you know, if, if CJ can't play like he like he's supposed to play, at least he'd be out there a decoy. And, you know, we we see what's up, man. But we're a second half team, so as long, as long as we don't get down at all, I, I want to just jump on these cats, man, and just <laughs> end it, man. I want to have a good second half where I'm just drinking and eating. Y'all see uh, Madden picked the game, Bengals 24 to 21. Oh, wow. Through the, okay. the Madden simulation, which I, yeah. I guess they said is 11 for 18 out of the last, uh, what's that, 18 Super Bowls? It's 11 out of 18. It had the Bengals 24, Rams 21. Um, I can see that be a realistic score, man. Like, it comes down to to y'all kicker, man, last second. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, 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 that's the one area where the Bengals have the advantage, man. Money yeah. is yeah. a future. And is, is that what they call me, Money McPherson? Uh, I don't know. I just gave him that. Hey. <laughs> but you have to think if, as long as we're in field goal range, we're we're in range where most teams aren't in range. Yeah, they, they we're, said, we're getting that three points. We're getting that three points, even you know, at fifty-two yards out, fifty-four yards out. I, I heard an analyst up. say that 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 stadium is the best kicker-friendly stadium, and he said pretty much once the Bengals cross the fifty, they got three. Yeah. <laughs> in, in that stadium, in that stadium is what he was saying. That dude, a lot of teams can say that. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's um, a rookie. We'll field goal you. We'll field goal you to death. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll get them off, take them off, and kick the field goal. I was listening to, uh, I can't remember exactly who. It might have been Hurt. I'm going to drink this. Yeah, and they were talking <laughs> about um, – He was trying to the blast and beat up sports talk or some shit. Nah, well, they were talking about what the Rams should do on defense. And they was talking about put – Jalen Ramsey on um, on T Higgins, double team Chase. To me, but boy still get off. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, boy, boy gets off, yeah, boy gets situation. off. Yeah, and I'm like, man, you can't leave. Like they have three legit receivers, man. Like three legitimate. Well, and the Rams have three legitimate receivers. Jefferson's good too. But I'm like, man, if you run like that, like Boyd's gonna go ten catches, hundred plus yards. You know what I'm saying? And you, he works that middle, so it's like. 
that's to the Bengals advantage if y'all try to do that. But I just don't feel like anybody can guard Chase, man. Like he's yeah, gonna I, I get over think, the top I don't of somebody. Think anybody holds up a whole game one on one against Chase. Right. Yeah, Dang. like he's gonna I get would, over somebody. I wouldn't double Chase. I would I would man him up with um Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, he see, can't I, keep I don't up think I don't though. think Ramsey holds him the whole game. He's gonna get on top of him once or twice. And unless Burrow, unless they're just the, the cover's gonna be tight. He gonna he gonna be jamming him at the line because that rush is gonna be coming. I mean, Burrow ain't gonna That's be true. back there sitting all day waiting for him to beat that coverage. That's so true. he's gonna have to. I think he's gonna make, have to make some plays with his feet. First off, <clears throat> I just think you, you you single up Jamar. Everybody else can single it up. That that D line is. They, the Bengals O line is so trash. <laughs> no. <laughs> see, see I, I think I think what you got to do, and let me let me give you guys a little O line analysis right quick. I think what you got to do, and I've seen some teams be successful with this. First and foremost, you got to double team Aaron Donald. Damn near every play, you got to get two bodies. Chipping. On yeah, and then the outside guys, man. You have to hold up. I mean, I, I don't know if that's realistic, but you have to hold up against Von Miller and you have to hold up against Floyd. I, I think that's the that's the way for success. Double team Donald and then, you know, hold up on the ends. Like you said, maybe get the ball out quicker so the ends aren't getting in, but you, you can't have Donald wreck the game. What's the Bengal screen game look like? I haven't – I think mm, – it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, because he – Mexican, he can catch off the backfield. So that's always a threat. I mean, you know, you you can they can all come their around back, all of their backs talk. can catch it. Yeah, if if he can if 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 Burrow steps up in the pocket, delivers a quick pass to his his secondary receiver. That's I mean I, I'm all I'm all about man getting down the field, man. 11, 12 plays, get down the field, get the first down. It may not be nothing big and flashy. We we gotta take the we gotta take a um a page out of uh, KC's book when they stop. When, when they started shutting down um, Tariq and stuff, yeah. and they just started dumping it and just, just moving down the field. That's all we have to do, move down the field. Our, our guys are going to catch the ball. Um, you know, Chase is pretty elusive. So, he, I mean, if you you got to tackle him. If you don't tackle him, he's going to go. And he's a great blocker. So, if you do have a screen set up, he's going to block for mix. He's going to block for it. Even if you have, like, a tight end screen, he's going to block. And that's 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 why he's he's really underrated when it comes to blocking, man. A lot of the touchdowns we've had, if you look at Chase, he's on the block. I think he was on the block for the P Ryan uh touchdown for real. So I think, I think they should also wear out that D line, man. Get them get them big boys moving side to side. A lot that's of about jets, to say. Yeah. motions. Keep, keep keep them moving, keep them moving all game, man. They're gonna right. they're gonna they're gonna get wore down. If you get if you get Burr on some rollouts, some rollouts and and, and, and deliver it. I, I don't know how well he's he can deliver rolling out, but I've seen him do it a couple times. But yeah, you're gonna have to get him rolling out. So they're gonna have to chase him. Then he can deliver to the open man, left, right. He, he's not gonna be able to sit in the pocket because I think that's the the that's gonna be the the detriment, just like yeah. we saw with the Titans. I mean, he sits in the pocket too long, you gotta get rid of. You know what I mean? The Titans, yeah. they wore him out. They wore him mm -hmm. out every time he sat in the pocket. But if he sits in the pocket, nobody is nobody's ghosting him, then he needs to run. He needs to run and get that first down. And y'all are giving some excellent analysis here. Uh, I want to throw y'all two two questions. First, um, do you think that the Super Bowl being in LA in the Rams Stadium gives them any type of advantage in this game? I'm gonna say no. And the reason why I'm gonna say no is because 
I've watched opposing teams go into the Rams stadium, and it sounds like a away game for them. Now, I know the Bengals don't roll like that, but L.A., L.A. not the most, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like sports people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they, yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so much to do. So, L.A.'s not – and plus, they got 19 teams out there. You know what I mean? Like, your loyalty is spread off against – you know what I'm saying? You got people living in L.A. that's Oakland fans – well, Vegas fans now and, and San Francisco. So, I don't believe that that's going to be a big advantage other than them just knowing – I mean, it's still – the same field is everywhere, but just them having familiarity with the the surface and, and the actual yeah. building – I don't think home field advantage is, is going to be that close. Let me give you an interesting tidbit that I heard. The Bengals are the home team for this game, and they'll be in yeah. the home locker room. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. that is crazy. That is yeah, crazy. that's crazy. It Wait, goes back and forth every year, right? It switches from AFC to NFC every year, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure how they works. do that, but it, it is. I guess, it, you know, it, it might be a disadvantage to the Rams to come into your own crib and you be in the other and locker you, room. And you're not comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not comfortable. I just think, man, I think plus Joe Burrow, man, like, you got to think, Joe Burrow has, he's played in the SEC where they packing out stadiums. So he's not, he's played in opposing stadiums that hold 80, 90,000 people. Yeah, that ain't going to be You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's not going to be a thing for him. We went into Arrowhead and won. We can win anywhere. So I'm I'm not even thinking about the the the, the crowd, man, because we went in there. I'm sure there wasn't that many, you know, saying Cincinnati fans and Arrowhead. If they were, they were being drowned out by, you know, those – those fans. So they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Titans. And who else they beat? Raiders. 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 Yeah. Raiders at home. But like you said, he, San Francisco came, packed up the so far. Yeah. And it was like yeah. a, it was like a home. It was like a home. Yeah, that was a playoff game. Too. But you yeah. got San Francisco being really a an NFL type city. You know what I mean? They, they don't have nothing else right. going on, right? I mean, they well, they have the uh, they have the baseball team. Uh, the yeah, they got baseball too. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they got and basketball State. State. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm saying, man. I don't think the, <laughs> they have I don't think the home, yeah, they have everything. I don't think home for the advantage is going to be well, that big for the Rams. The 49ers, 49ers, they're like, well, no, nah, I guess Golden State's their golden ticket, too. Um, speaking of the Niners game, Niners. like they wasn't, they wasn't really killing Jimmy G in that game, if I'm not mistaken. You know, what I mean, like he, he didn't get sacked like no nine times, like against Tennessee or anything like that, man. Like they moved him. Um, and, and San Fran got a, you know, a pretty good line. I mean, I, I know they say the tackle was probably the best tackle in football. Okay. Oh, shout out to uh, Martindale for getting that, that, that job. And um, where is he? Where'd he go? The Giants. Trot with alum. D coordinator? Yeah, D coordinator. Okay. Ex-baseball coach for us. Now he's D coordinator for the Giants. So it's a good deal, man. Let, let me hit y'all with this other question, man. Uh I don't, I don't know how, how big of a deal they'll make of this, but uh, Zach Taylor comes from uh, the Rams coaches staff, um, right. you know, and vice versa. So do, you, do y'all think the fact that the coaches being so familiar with each other's systems will play any type of role in the outcome of the game? I must, well. You got to execute, man. Yeah, but here, here's the thing that I'm going to go. If Remember when um, – when the uh, Patriots played Tampa Bay and Belichick shut him down because he knows all of Tom Brady's. Uh, he knew every, he knows what Brady likes to do. He knows what, and they, he knew that Brady took that offense down there. So he knew exactly how to play against them. 
so you're going to have some of those kind of nuances with a coach that's been around this guy. I don't know how long Zach Taylor was on their staff, but you're going to know some of his tendencies. I actually think that Zach Taylor has more of an advantage than McVay because Zach Taylor has never been a head coach before. This is his first gig. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't the head coach of the Rams. Like Sean McVay may know some of his tendencies, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, I kind of think the Bengals may have a, a, a slight advantage in that area where you don't have as much tape of, of, of a Zach Taylor versus, sure. you know what I'm saying, a, a Sean McVay. And McVay's not familiar with the other coaches. You know what I mean? He doesn't know the tendencies of the other coaches. So we'll, you know, we still make adjustments based on. Yeah, and I, I think McVay's on. changed the offense a little bit too since he's got Stafford. You know, I think the Rams' mm-hmm. offense is a little bit different with the different quarterback too. Yeah. I think after the first three series for both teams, and game plan is going to go out the window. Just yeah, you just play ball at that point. Read, read and react. I, read and react. And I, I, what do y'all feel about the team that has the least amount of pressure, which I believe is the Bengals? They're oh, not yeah, supposed. Sure. They're not. They're not supposed to be here. Yeah, like they sure. can go. In, and I'm not saying that they won their Super Bowl when they beat Kansas City, but the reality is nobody on the planet picked the Bengals to be here. People who had. Uh, the Rams as a preseason favorite, you know what I'm saying, coming out of the NFC. So I, I'm just – in Stafford, like he's – you know what I'm saying, he's played for Detroit all his life. So he's a habitual <laughs> – habitual loser. I mean, like – so he has a lot of pressure to prove that, you know what I'm saying, like it was Detroit that had me being a bum. You know what I mean, like I think it's a lot of pressure on his shoulders to prove that, I mean, I am an elite quarterback. And, I mean, he's done well this season, but I think there's a lot of pressure on him to win. Because he's him, at the tail end of his career. Him being in Detroit, I just couldn't see his potential. I'm like, man, because the, the Lions are so trash. I'm a Bears fan. So, I, I, you know, I see the Lions twice a year. So I'm like, man, even if we lose every game, well, not every game, close to every game, we're going to win two games because we're going to beat the Lions. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he went to L.A. and just showed why they wouldn't got him. And I had a mm-hmm. uh, – what's up, what they traded for? Um, that played for the Lions now. Uh, golf. Jared, Jared golf. golf. I had golf in my fantasy last year. I'm like, man, this dude is sus. I hope the old saying that defense wins championships isn't apparent in this game because they they clearly have the better defensive line. And, you know, a lot of people say the game is won in the trenches. And if they beat us in the trenches, then you know they'll come away. But, again, you have to – neutralize those threats. And hopefully those coaches are figuring out a way to get the ball down the field without, you know, too much jeopardizing, you know, Burrow getting sacked that many times. Because I, I don't know if Stafford's going to throw three interceptions like Tannehill. I, I just don't think he's going to do that. You can neutralize mm-hmm. him. If you ain't trying to run it up the gut, you know, that's your game plan. You're going to – it's going to be awesome. What's the run? Stafford's has Stafford's had some bum ass games up. here recently. Like his last couple yeah, games I mean, before he, they went to the playoffs. He's a gunslinger, man. He's a gunslinger. Yeah. So. Man, they're on an eight game winning streak, man. I mean, they're the hot. They're, they're the hot team. You know, we're not coming in that hot. We're coming in happy that <laughs> we won three. You're coming in blazing. Right. <laughs> what do you? What do you mean? <laughs> what, are you <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm talking about the wins that they have. We're not coming off an eight eight game winning streak. One thing they did say is they said the the Rams have not lost to a team that didn't make the playoffs, and the Bengals lo- the, the Bengals lost to five or something like that. Hey, we lost to y'all chumps. 
We wax, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we wax. And y'all watching us. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey. So, so, that's why I want y'all to win because we're going to be like the, the fall champions. <laughs> lost, lost to the Jets. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, man, that was awful, man. I got here from Big Caribbean. We lost to the, the Browns. Ugly at home. Twice, Daniel. So that's what I'm saying. That's y'all the hotter team. Yeah, I think the last time they lost to the Browns, though, they was resting cats. Burrow didn't play. Yeah. And check check out their record past um, their bye week. They haven't lost a game. I think they lost one game since their bye week. They're the hotter team, man. The Rams. The Rams. Oh. They haven't lost a game since their bye week. They they took they took an L to uh, who did they take an L to? Uh, it wasn't Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But since since their bye week, they've been balling. Mm. You know, I mean, some may say that that Forty Nineers game we could have went either way though. I mean, yeah, all games can go either way. You know, yeah, it was they. That was a coin flip, man. Um, one thing I want to bring up because you can't have a Super Bowl conversation without talking about the halftime show. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Probably one of the probably one of the the best lineups ever. <laughs> My fingers don't even work that way. West West, yo. Um, you got so you got what Snoop, M, Dre, uh, Kendrick. Who else is on there? Mary J. Mary J. I just spoke. spoke. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I understand what they're doing, but all those cats haven't been relevant in a while. (laughs) Like Dre put out Compton what about four years ago? Oh, yeah, I'm but who do you who else do you expect to see in LA? Like you can't do anybody but them. It's it's way bigger cast with bigger buzzes right now that's more relevant. Yeah, I mean, but they, I mean it's if, if Super Bowl, brother. Old, if they do their old music, we'll all be happy. Yeah. Well, you're you're not well, gonna well, you're not gonna get what we want to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna say beat up. Who would you rather see up there from LA? Because it's I it's mean, there's LA. No, no one in particular, but I'm just saying, like they have glasses Malone. <laughs> he wants to see glasses Malone. Nah, he, he wants that one dude. Uh, what's that guy? He wants Tyler the creator. That's what we do. Put Tyga out there, man. He was like, man, can, <laughs> right? He was like, man, can y'all just play? Yeah, like, can y'all just play Pyru Love? <laughs> hey, I, I rocks with Tyga, be I rocks with Tyga. Oh, uh, speaking of Pyru Love, man, uh, uh, Red Rum One Eighty Seven just passed away like two months ago, man. He's the, the one with the best verse. Yeah, the, the female, the female died too in a like a motorcycle accident. I'm about to say, I, thought, from, I thought everybody on that song was passed. Nah, she's from Ohio, man. Yeah, she's from Ohio. That's crazy. Bloody Mary's mm-hmm. from Ohio, and she's yeah. and she's. They said she's not even. A, she wasn't really a gang member. <laughs> they said they yeah. told her all the information to put her put in her rap. Hey, man, she gave you such a great roadmap of, of the LA gang scene. I mean, yeah. assume, assuming what she said is true. They said, it, uh, they said a dude told her all the street names, and she just went in there and just, like, wrote the rap. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Red Run 187 just passed away. He had cancer. He was the last uh, surviving member on that song, man. I'm about to say, we, we wouldn't be able to put it on YouTube, but I was about to bring it up and play it. YouTube would uh, censor your video if you played the music, though. Classic. Um, I had the whole tape. The whole tape was banging. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? Back to the, to the halftime shindig, like, does Dre go last? Like, what's the order? I think I think Dre probably goes and just brings people out. I think he, so you're saying Dre I mean, comes out first. Yeah, and and you know does songs, and then you know he'll probably bring 
Snoop out, bring Mary out. I mean, I, I can only see Mary doing the one song that Dre produced. Oh yeah. I said, okay, I know what you're talking about. Let's yeah. get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I was wondering, what? How does she? Uh, now that you say that, because I've been thinking the whole time, like, how does she fit into this mix? Yeah. Yes, I'm like, I understand Dre. I understand Snoop. M, I understand. And true. I'd rather hear some, uh, you know, NWA, like you said. Yeah, I mean, the fans they are cute. not bringing NWA. Brother. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that would be my surprise. Like, can Dre get away with bringing out NWA? Yeah, like some Ice Cube. I mean, that's yeah, the, I mean, that's you close. can't tell the story of Dre without NWA, man. It's thirty minutes, ain't it? Yeah. No, I don't think it's that long. But I think the entire thing is probably thirty, but they probably do. They probably give you twenty. I don't see Dre do, bringing out NWA. I, I don't see that happening. Gonna come through blast. I'm, nah, I'm, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do my thing at home, man. Although I do want to bring some Gatorade to douse you if they win. Uh, straight. What y'all chefing up? What y'all up? I, I, me personally, like I've been invited to a couple Super Bowl parties, but like I tell people, man, like I actually like watching the game. Like I don't yeah. want to part. I don't want to party and socialize, man. And I think Did you ain't been here to get watch the game. Yeah, you can't watch the game. With the Bengals playing, yeah. yeah, I'm like I want to yeah. I want to watch the game. This could it's, be too. Man, I got a couple of invites. It's like, hey, you're invited to it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. Like, I'm actually going to sit at my house and watch the game on my big screen TV. You know what I'm saying? You'll go to somebody's house and they got like a 42-inch TV talking about we watching the Super Bowl. I'm like, nah, man. You... <laughs> yeah, or, or, I mean, it's so much conversation in the background. Yeah, I'm like, man. You can't hear. It. It's like, I want to watch the game. I, I want to hear it. I don't want to be around 20 people. So I'm like, I'm just going to watch the game here. I'll probably grab some pizza and some wings and some beer yeah, call that's day. all you need man is pizza and wings and you I saw I was by myself man it wasn't nobody I mean my wife was behind me I think my mother-in-law came out because I was screaming and stuff <laughs> just, just hey, Titan, Titan. Titan was with you man Titan was me and Titan <laughs> hey man I might I might pour up again man this is love right here man hey this um this this joint then kicked in but this is fire man I'm gonna go I'm gonna actually I'm gonna revisit this I'm going 4.5 on this joint so I'm bringing it up a quarter percent, man. This is good, Blast. Appreciate you putting me on to this one, man. And, and did I give you the straight jacket too? I got the straight jacket and something straight else. Jacket, okay. Yeah. Jacket. Fire, man. <laughs> yeah, up, man. You know what I'm saying? Once again, good. thank y'all for joining us. Episode 26, Pops and Stocks signing out. Who day? 27. Oh, episode 27. Hey, 14.8. <laughs> Kick it in. <laughs> Episode 27, man. We'll holler at y'all. Presented by Hunter Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. Trademark copyrighted by Hunter Spoke Media Group.